Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. I'm sure that there are many things that we could name that unite us. Things that we could say, that's me. That's what I'm going through. That's my life. One of those things, I'm sure, is whether now or at some other time, every single one of us is searching for peace. There are various times in our lives that we are in chaos. Those times of chaos come in many different forms. And in those times of chaos, we're looking for peace. We're crying out to be at peace. The text just read said that to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And Jesus said, blessed are the peace makers, for they shall be called the sons of God. We have two more in our monthly series, Live the Abundant Life. And certainly we would all agree that we live the abundant life when we are at peace. There are all kinds of things that tell us we're not at peace. All we have to do is read the newspaper, hard copy or online, watch the lives of people as they go by. Listen to the reports and notice that the prisons are filled and continuing to be full. And then we hear about all of the counselors that are involved in helping people work through various things. Those who teach in the schools know from listening to those children that they are, many of them, in families where there just is no peace. And when you put all of that together and then you say, but I want to have an abundant life. I want to be at peace. I think we need to hear from God on that topic. I want to be at peace. I want to be at peace maker. Now in first notice the concept of peacemaker. I had someone point out to me this week a very interesting concept. Peacemakers and peacekeepers in our terminology are different individuals. A peacekeeper 
Those are the ones that we say, by force and rule of law and by authority, they demand uh, that people be in peace. We keep the peace. These are the peacemakers. But often peacemakers do not seem to do what is peaceful. Because at the moment, the peacemakers are just simply trying to calm down that situation. But peacemakers, these are people who are not just looking at the moment. They are looking at the future. They're looking at the whole of life, and they are saying, I want to do what I can at this moment, reaching forward. I want to be a peacemaker. I want to start the process. I want to influence other people. I want to be a peacemaker that just continues on into the future. Today, maybe you just want someone to be a peacemaker in your life. Let me ask the question this way. If every one of us here today or online today is looking for peace in our lives in some way, what is it that's causing you to cry out for peace. Solomon, when he wrote the Ecclesiastes, he said, there is nothing new under the sun, and people have been looking for peace since that peace was disrupted. Why are you crying out for peace? Maybe you're looking for peace. You're crying out for peace today because your employer is causing you all kinds of grief. He might even be cheating you. And it's tough to go to work. In James 5 and verse 4, James wrote and said, The wages of those who have mowed your fields, talking to the employers, has been kept back by you. And their cries and the cries of the reapers have come before the Lord of Sabbath. James said, there were people in his time who were at, not at peace because their employers and their place of work was in chaos. Maybe you come today looking for peace in that way. Maybe you're looking for peace. You're crying out for peace because your brethren have let you down. In Nehemiah chapter 5, when God's people came back from Babylonian captivity and Ezra and Nehemiah are trying to reestablish them in the promised land, there were some of those people who came to Nehemiah and said, our brethren are mistreating us. 
And they found out that these richer people were taking advantage of the poorer. There was a way in the Word and the will of God that the poorer could have the rich take care of them. And they would be under their authority. Or they would loan money. And they would charge interest. And Nehemiah looked at his brethren and said, we shouldn't treat each other this way. You're not supposed to charge interest to your brethren when they need something. You're not supposed to abuse them when you're paying their debts and they're working for you. Your brethren can let you down. And maybe someone today is crying out because your brethren have failed you. Maybe you came here today crying out for peace because like the psalmist said in Psalm 56, be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up. Fighting all day he oppresses me. My enemies would hound me all day. And there are many who fight against me, Most High. Do you have an enemy? Do you have someone who is seeking to destroy you where you are? Are they always picking at you? Are they always creating a problem? Are they trying to drive you away? Do they just cause you pain all of the time? Enemies. Keep us from having peace. And the psalmist wrote about it and said, Sometimes we cry out because of our enemies. But we certainly know what it is like to cry out for peace in the midst of health problems. A man came crying out to Jesus in Matthew 17. My son is an epileptic. And often he throws himself into the water, into the fire. I came to your disciples and they could not help him. Will you help us? We don't ever leave an assembly of worship without praying specifically for certain people who are going through all kinds of physical problems. Maybe today you're crying out for peace because your health is just not what it should be. But every one of us can identify with the psalmist in Psalm 51 when he said, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from all my sin. 
maybe today. You come crying out for inner peace because you failed. You're battling. You're struggling. You're wanting to be what God wants you to be, but you just keep messing up. And you can't seem to get it right. And you cry out for peace. It's interesting, I think, that we who cry out for peace come to this place. There's something about it, isn't it? There's something about being with these people in the midst of our chaos because we experience for a little while a level of peace. I think one of the reasons God wants us to be together is just for that purpose. As chaotic as our lives might be, they are nothing compared to the world out there when we get together. This is a peaceful environment, spiritually speaking. And it reaches inside and it helps. I don't know how it's possible not to leave one of these assemblies with a little more spring in the step and a little more hope in the heart because we find people all crying out for peace together and helping each other. So God has a message. God has a message for us about peace and chaos. I'm often asked, can you give me a section of Scripture for this idea? Whatever it is. Well, here is one for those crying out for peace. Look at Romans chapter 8. For just a few minutes, will you listen to what God is telling us? What he's telling you about peace in chaos? It all arises from verse 28. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. We know it. We find peace here because we know it. The word know there means we've experienced it. And I know because I've been there. There are people I speak to often going through their own trouble, through their own problems, through their own situation, and, and they will say to me, okay, once I've been through it, now I know. 
And I will always ask, so if somebody else goes through the same thing, would you be willing to help? Because you know, we know by experience because we've been there. And God says, here's what I want to tell you about peace and chaos. Here's what he says, number one. Christian, I want you to know that you can have peace because of who you are. You are the called. Verse one. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You don't have to walk around with the burden of the guilt of sin and the troubles of life constantly beating you down if you don't want to. Because you, we, are the called. Verse 5, the called walk in the Spirit. And I know you are walking in the Spirit because you're here today. You're online. This is a part of what those who walk in the Spirit do. Verse 14, you are led by the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit and the Spirit leads you because you're in the Word to know what the leading of the Spirit is. I know that. God says there's peace there when you know who you are. In verse number 30, Whom He predestined, these He called. Whom He called, these He justified. Whom he justified, these he glorified. God has glorified us. God has given us glory. And I don't have to walk around under the weight and the burden of problems because of who I am. And God tells me, you are the call. Do you want to find peace today? Are you looking for peace today? Here's what you need to do. Look in the mirror and say, I'm a child of God. Oh, yeah. But maybe you're not. Maybe Jesus is not in your life. Maybe you're not walking in the Spirit. Maybe you're not led by the Spirit because what the Spirit has said has not come into your life. If you've not accepted that Jesus is the Son of God and committing to Him immersion in order to have those sins of life removed, washed away, cleansed, as the psalmist cried for, then you're not a child of God, and you can't find peace in who you are. But I really believe that peace begins with knowing who we are and glorying in the fact that we are children of God. If everything else falls apart, I'm still a child of God. 
And if I lose everything in this world, I'm still a child of God. And that gives me everything in eternity. You can find peace today because of who Jesus is. He who spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things? Verse 32. There is peace in knowing that Jesus is the deliverer. If he has delivered the world from the penalty of sin which he did when he died and was buried and rose again, then can he not deliver me from what causes my problems? Can he deliver me from my failures? Can he deliver me from the bondage of my health concerns? Can he deliver me from the burden of work and employer and employee relations, can he not deliver me from my enemies and even from my brethren who abuse and mistreat me? Jesus is the deliverer. And there is peace there. God says today to those who cry out for peace, there is peace in who the Holy Spirit is. He's the intercessor. Verse 26, likewise also the Spirit helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Spirit is our intercessor. People looking for peace need somebody to help. And the Spirit intercedes. Maybe you're so steeped in the chaos of life that you can't even utter a prayer. It's okay. The Spirit has already prayed for you. Maybe you're praying, and it seems not to work. It's okay. He's taken over. i got to tell you this story. It's one of the best. Steve and Caitlin Green have moved up on a hill near our property. It's the White House right over there. Little Remy, they got in the house from the parents' bedroom. They can see this building. Remy ran upstairs and they wondered what she was doing. They saw her go into their bedroom. Remy, what are you doing? She's at the window and she said, I see the church building. I have to pray. 
And they stood there. As she talked to God. Do you think she knows the intricacies of the intercession of the Holy Spirit? No. But she's at peace through prayer. But if you're crying out for peace today, you can have peace because of who God is. God said, verse 33, I am the justifier. In other words, it's all going to be fixed. It's all going to be fixed. The things that cause chaos, it's going to be fixed. The things that are lacking, the things that are weak, the things that are broken, they're going to be fixed. Now, he doesn't say they'll be fixed here, but they'll be fixed. And if I can keep my mind focused on the place where it will finally be fixed, then I can find peace even in the chaos of my life. Tonight, and for the Sunday nights in November, we're going to have Sunday night sit down with Preacher Mike. We're going to kick back a little bit and see if we can find practical ways tonight that you and I can do to find peace in our lives every day, whether it's at work, whether it's in our families, whether it's in this church, whether it's wherever. We're just going to take a little time and figure that out. But for now, let's begin at the beginning. If you're crying out for peace and you're not a child of God, you're not going to find it until you do. We're ready to baptize you into Jesus. If you're a child of God and you've moved away from a life of chaos and your peace is gone and you're crying out, come on back. This is who we are. It's what we're for. We're ready. Let us help you. Find peace together. Let's sing. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.